Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we're going to talk about world government and just how much our wonderful President Donald Trump is doing to tear it up and mess up their plans, which I think is a great thing, a wonderful thing. But first of all, let me start with an article. Now, this comes to us from FrontlineNews.com. You may be saying, matter of fact, I was just talking to one of our biggest supporters, and he was, how do you come up with all this stuff? And I said, well, sometimes I find it on my own, but actually most of the information that I get comes from you folks <laughs> sending me articles, sending me, hey, man, have you seen this? You, I think you got to look at this, so keep it coming. My email is ask, as in A-S-K, Stan at prophecyclub.com. Prophecy has a C in it. Ask Stan at prophecyclub.com. And there's no one filters that out. I actually get that email. The only thing I ask is be kind of nice when you email, you know, act like a Christian. And also it would be nice if you could use capital letters and periods and, you know, uh, carriage returns. Uh, <laughs> we have spaces between the paragraphs so I could read it because when it's one big text block, frankly, it is hard to read. I know it's it's easier that way on your cell phone, but it is not easy when it arrives to me. So, yes, I would appreciate that. If you do that, that would be very much appreciated. Okay, so on to a topic. World government. This article says, Jacob Rothschild's publication admits that President Trump is trying to destroy the new world order that globalists have spent decades trying to build. And my response is... <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. I want to see them destroy world government. Why? Because the prophecies say it is coming. But when it is set up, the prophecies also say that's when the beast is, that's when the mark of the beast is, and that's when a lot of trouble. I mean, the Bible says also such as was not since the beginning of time. Such trouble. So many people killed. So, yeah, I want to delay it as long as possible. It's coming. It's probably coming in the next few years, but we still need to pray against it. So let's go on with the article. Good thing, good thing, good points in this article. The Rothschilds aren't. Who are the Rothschilds? Well, if there is any one family name that is at the head of destruction and damnation and evil and setting up a world government, just about everything wrong, uh, based upon the information that I have read and various speakers we've had in, it would be the Rothschilds. Okay, so the Rothschilds have used their globalist media mouthpiece, in other words, your mainstream media, mouthpiece to declare that Donald Trump is threatening to destroy the new world order. That's what they call it. This world government, they call it the new world order. Donald Trump is threatening to destroy the new world order for good. Well, again, I applaud that. Globalism propaganda tool and Rothschilds family-owned publication, The Economist, has branded the U.S. president a, quote, present danger to, quote, the new world order, and stated that the, quote, internationalists that formed it are, quote, spinning in their graves. The Economist names Trump as the biggest threat to the liberal ideas. Let me say it again. The Economist names President Donald Trump as the biggest threat to their agenda to form a world government. I agree. And especially this roundup of over 100,000 people, whatever the number might be, there's at least the indictment count is up to 124,558, which, by the way, 
If you have not watched that new DVD, uh, actually it's a video, and it's called Arrests Have Begun, you should take a minute and watch it. Now, I'll tell you the easiest way to watch it would be to download the Prophecy Club app. Just go to Google Play Store if you're, uh, what is that, Android, and then go to the App Store if your iPhone. Download it. It's free. takes about 10 seconds to download. It's a very simple app. But with that, it allows you to not only listen to the radio programs, but very quickly and easily you can see all of the videos that we have posted up there too. And it's all free of charge. Very nice. It, it is the, I would probably say it's the easiest way to follow Prophecy Club. Follow it on, an, and I've got a lot of emails. People just, just love the app. So check it out. The app at the app store. Free. Anyway, the one called The Arrests Have Begun. Uh, last I looked, it had about 26,000 views on YouTube, but they're telling me it's up close to 70,000 views on Facebook. Why? Because it shows you the documents that gives the authority to President Trump to do all of this arresting and things like that and all of the military tribunals. If you want all that scoop, go check it out. Okay, let's go back to the article here. It says the New World Order, above all other legitimate threats such as jihadism, terrorism, communist Chinese expansion, and the North Korean hostility. In other words, Donald Trump, <laughs> they consider a bigger threat than all of that. Perhaps the greatest danger at president is the incumbency of an American president who despises international norms, who disparages free trade, and who continually flirts with abandoning, abandoning America's essential role in maintaining the global legal order, writes The Economist. Now, what's The Economist? If there is a global magazine out there, <laughs> it is The Economist. So if you want to know what the devil's thinking, go read The Economist. Let's go on. The Globalist Outlet refers to a book entitled, quote, The, the Internationalist, to explain the origins of the, quote, liberal international order as a move of, quote, making the waging of aggressive war illegal, which is why it must be, quote, defended like never before. Quote, the rules based upon international order that emerged from the wreckage of the Second World War was a huge improvement on any preceding era, states the article. Now, let's hang on a second. What are they saying? They, in their mixed up, crazy little mind, think that if we can have a world government, that is better than having a bunch of sovereign nations. They actually think that. Why do they think that? Well, once again, Bible prophecy answers our question. And we go to Revelation seventeen thirteen. These is talking about the ten horns. In other words, these people that do form a world government. These have one mind and should give their power and strength unto the beast. Then you skip down to verse 17. Explains it exactly and perfectly. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God should be fulfilled. Okay, what's that really saying? It's saying that God has put in the hearts of these evil, evil people to create a world government, a new world order, so that they can fulfill his will. What? Well, why would God want evil people to form a world government, the likes of which, is going to destroy so many people and destroy the earth? The answer is because this is not his kingdom. Instead, 
he is putting their hearts to form a world government so that he can begin to separate the wheat, as in the Christians, from the chaff, as in the sinners. He's separating the wheat from the tares. Matter of fact, let me take a second to explain that. You see, the the parable says that, uh, it says, last night, uh, did you not sow good wheat into your field? He said, yeah. He said, well, someone came in the middle of the night and they sowed tares among the wheat. So should we pull up the tares? Uh, no, he says, let both grow together until the harvest. Because if you pull up the tares now, you'll also pull up the wheat with them. Okay, well, having lived in Kansas for, I don't know, 23 years, let me tell you how that works. So now this is in the old days. Of course, today they have modern chemicals and it's not this way. But back before they had the modern chemicals, they sowed the very good seed, the wheat, into the field. But of course, inevitably, there's some tares that grow up. You can't tell the difference between the wheat and the tares. As a farmer, you're walking out there and you're thinking you've got 100% wheat. See, like right now, you walk into the churches, you walk among the Christians, and the Christians look just like the tares. Okay, so what's a tear? Well, a tear appears to be like the wheat until the harvest. But in the time of the harvest, the tear has fruit, and that fruit causes the head to bow over. But the tear doesn't have any fruit. The tear looks like the wheat, until it sprouts up its seeds, and its seeds stand straight up, and they're a little bitty, but they are extremely bitter. And if there's one thing the farmer does not want to get into his beautiful wheat is not one little seed from the tear, because just one seed will ruin all of the flour, which means all of the bread is then going to be bitter. So what does he do? Just like the parable says, so the the, the farmer would go out, and the first thing he does is gather all of the tares. Of course, that does away with your pre-trib rapture thing, doesn't it? He gathers all of the tares, binds them into bundles, and carefully tosses them into a fire. He is actually more concerned about removing the tares or the sinners than he is getting the wheat in. Because he knows that a tear, just one little seed, will ruin the whole batch. So he removes all of the tares, then he gathers the wheat into the barn. That's what he's saying. This, he's causing them to build a world government. Why? To separate the wheat from the chaff. He's causing them to fulfill his will. And that will is that in the end days, he's going to dry up the Euphrates River so that the kings of the east and so the whole world will be able to go down and attack little Israel. But it's a trap. That's the reason. You remember the part in Revelation where it says, And I th saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For these are the spirits of devils working miracles going forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to what? To the great day of that battle of God Almighty, meaning Armageddon. So actually them forming a world government, they think, oh, it's wonderful. We have slipped under the radar. We have gone under the desk. We've gone behind the curtains and we've done this in secret and we've almost got a world government. And then Trump comes along and he's ruining it. He's messing it all up. And that's what this article is saying. So Trump messing up. Their plans for world government are actually giving us more time.
and see, and that's the reason Sundar Salvage had the angel come to him and said that at what time Trump is not in the office, then your captivity will come. And just like Lindsey Williams said, at what time Trump is not in the office, run for the hills. So Trump is actually holding back the world government. He is actually doing us a great favor. He is actually stopping their plans for world government. That means that happy days are here at least for a little bit longer. Now let's go back to the article. Yet liberal internationalism is now under attack from many sides. Donald Trump's America first doctrine explicitly repudiates it. The Economist describes how the Trump administration's views, the world stage, citing a piece written by two of Trump's advisors in a Wall Street Journal op-ed. The world is not a, quote, global community, but an arena where nations, non-governmental actors, and businesses engage and compete for advantage. H.R. McMaster and Gary Cohen wrote, quote, we bring to this forum unmatched military, political, economic, cultural, and moral strength. Rather than deny this elemental nature of international affairs, we embrace it. What's he saying? He's saying that Trump and his people believe in sovereign nations. Whereas the economists and all these globalists, all these international bankers, these Kazarian mafia, the deep state, all of those people, see, they, the devil works in secret. He works under the rock, behind the stage, under the desk. He doesn't ever come out in the open. That's the reason uh, Donald Trump's standing up and saying deep state and things like that. Oh, they do not like that because that is pulling back the rock. That's pulling back the curtain. That's shining light. And that's the reason, for example, right now, Adam Schiff wants to hold all of these meetings in secret because he knows that if he does it openly, we will not approve. Well, the devil, devil knows that. So that's what they're doing. They're trying to get a world government. But... Trump is messing up their plans. You see, it's kind of like someone that has spent years, and we're going to say in the ballpark of three or four hundred years, systematically under the table, in secret, in the dark, behind the curtains, they have been setting up a world government. So let's liken it to a, a nice little garden. So they plowed their garden, they planted all of their seeds, and all of the nice little plants are coming up, and they're now getting bigger, and they're getting bigger, but they're not ripe yet. And then Donald Trump comes along, and he's like a big tractor, and he's just going out there and mowing them all down. He is messing up all of their plans, and that's the reason so many globalists are furious at him. Why he's messing up all of our plans from the last three or four hundred years back, and the Christians should be saying hallelujah. Matter of fact, if you're a Christian, you got to vote Republicans. I'm going to say it like that. You got to vote for Trump. You got to. You you can't vote for anybody that's for abortion. I mean, and I could go on and on. There's lots of things wrong with the left, but nevertheless, let's go on. Of course, there are still plenty of wars. It says, in some ways, the new world order, which has helped make international wars so much less imaginable, has inadvertently made possible more intranational wars. New World Order had done anything good. Not, not anything good. Let's go on, though. Fragile and fractious countries that would previously have been feared being conquered by more powerful neighbors can now fall prey to civil wars or brutal insurgencies without bad actors fearing loss of the national territory they seek to control. Non-state groups, such as the Islamic State, can take and hold, at least for a while, territory from dysfunctional governments. Well-meaning, 
but ill-conceived wars to change odious regimes have sometimes gone badly. The White Magazine concludes by saying that the New World Order architects of the past, quote, must be spinning in their graves. Considering how far Trump has already come, and he must be removed from office to preserve the New World Order. The Rothschilds have used their globalist media mouthpiece to declare Donald Trump is threatening to destroy the New World Order for good. Globalism, propaganda tool, and the Rothschild family-owned publication, The Economist, has branded the U.S. president a, quote, present danger to the, quote, New World Order, and has stated that, quote, internationalists that formed it are, quote, spinning in their graves. The Economist names Trump is the biggest threat to the, quote, liberal New World Order above other legitimate threats such as jihadism, terrorism, communist China expansion, and the North Korean hostility. Perhaps the greatest danger at present is the incumbency of an American president who despises international norms, who disparages free trade, and who continually flirts with abandoning America's essential role in maintaining the global legal order, writes The Economist magazine. The Economist then makes the strange assertion that, despite being directly responsible for numerous wars and destabilizing coup attempts around the world, the new world order is, quote, better than any of the alternatives. All right, now, hang on. Is the new world order a good idea? Is world government a good idea? Well, if you like the post office, you'll love world government. (laughs) If you like what is happening to the EU, and that's the reason all of the folks in England, the normal people like you and me, are complaining about it because this is people in high places that are telling people in low places what to do. And, of course, their whole objective is to form a world government. Well, why do they want to have a world government? Matter of fact, you asked people on the street. Okay, so why do people in high places want to have so much money? Well, because they want to have control. Okay, so why do they want to have control? And if you're really smart, you might get someone that will say, well, they want to form a world government. Okay, but why do they want to form a world government? And then you see this blank look come to their face because they don't understand Bible prophecy. Lacking understanding of prophecy means you don't understand the end of the book, you see. So why do they want a world government? Because they want to put their man, the beast, or also called the Antichrist, which, by the way, I did some research. The beast is found 27 times in the Bible. I'm talking about this beast specifically. It's not referring to a cow or a donkey or something like that. It's specifically referring to the Antichrist 27 times. But the Bible only reserves, re- refers to the Antichrist four times. So I think calling him the beast is really the more correct term. You might say people that have maybe a superficial understanding of Bible prophecy refer to him as the Antichrist. I know in my early days, that's what I called him. But the well, after I memorized the book of Revelation, I just and I didn't even plan it this way, but I just almost always refer to him as the beast now. He's the beast. And there's two of those beasts. There's a political beast, meaning the Antichrist, and then there's also a religious beast, meaning the false prophet. So calling him Antichrist and false prophet is not uh, not a bad thing, not bad at all. But I just think the beast is a better term. Okay, so anyway, what is this saying? It's saying that they want to build a world government. Now, let's go to Bible prophecy. See what Bible prophecy has to say about it. In Daniel chapter 7, he has a dream. And he sees four beasts. 
And those four beasts are, we here I'll read it, verse 3, four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion. I'm going to go ahead and interpret it as we go. Like the English lion and had eagle's wings, means coming out of England would be America. We are the eagle's wing. And it beheld until the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand upon the feet as a man. That means that America is then lifted up out of England and made to stand on its feet as a man, meaning it's given a nation's status, even though it did not originate as a nation. And I beheld another beast, a second, likened to a bear, the Russian bear. And it raised itself up on one side, and if you look at Russia, one side of it, the western side of Russia, is far stronger and more powerful than the eastern side. And it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it, and they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. That means that we will see Russia devour and take over three nations. I will also make mention that the Antichrist also takes over three horns when he comes to power. But I find nothing in the scriptures that says the Antichrist comes from Russia. But we'll see. Let's go on. After this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard. This is your Muslims. Four wings of a fowl, and the beast had also four heads. That means that each of those four land masses will have a, a leader over them. And dominion was given to it. Now, to understand that word dominion, you've got to go back into Genesis. But basically, this is the fulfillment of Jacob and Esau. And Esau would be ruled over by Jacob until Esau has the dominion. And I believe that when we see this caliphate rise, and I know Trump says, yeah, that basically the caliphate is all defeated. Well, I'm sorry, that's not what prophecy says. You're still going to see the Muslims arise. You're going to see four nations come to power. Each nation has a leader, and that will be the dominion. And when they have that, they will be able to throw off the headship of Israel over them. Verse 7. After this, I saw in the night visions. Here we go. This is what we get to, what I read to get to this. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast. This is your Antichrist, or the beast, or the start of the tribulation. Behold a beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly. Why? Because all the nations give him all of their power. And he had a great iron teeth, means that built, it's built upon the Roman Empire, so we're talking mostly about a rulership that rises in Europe. Iron teeth, and, had, and it devoured and broke in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, meaning the world government is not going to be like either the English lion, the Russian bear, or the Islamic leopard. He is going to be different. He is going to be an entirely different kind of a kingdom. Verse 8. I considered the horns, and behold, here it is, this is important, came up among them another little horn. That's your Antichrist, or the beast. Before whom... There were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. There you go. So as he comes to power, he overcomes three other nations. Now, we just saw that the bear has three ribs in the teeth between the teeth of it. So could that be that he will come from Russia? I don't think so. I think it's different. And in his horn was, horns were the eyes like the eyes of a man, meaning this horn that comes up is one of the ten regional rulers. See, they divide the seven continents into ten global regions. 
one of those global regional rulers will rise to become the Antichrist. He'll overcome three other regional rulers. That's what it's saying. Three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots, and behold, in this horn were the eyes like the eyes of a man, here it is, and a mouth speaking great things. We go back to Revelation, and he was given a mouth speaking great things, and power was given him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God. To blaspheme his name is tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. That's the same guy. That's your beast, the Antichrist. Verse 9, And I beheld till the thrones were cast down, meaning, and Daniel was shown, it's not just the lion, the bear, the leopard, or the beast that's all thrown down. All other kingdoms are all thrown down. Why? Because Jesus returns and defeats the armies of the earth and sets up a, an eternal kingdom of which you and I want to be a part. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool, and his throne was like a fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came out before him, and thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him, and the judgment was set, and the books were opened. Now, question, who is the Ancient of Days? Well, it's the Father. But then it's also the son, but it's different. Let me explain. I beheld then because of the voice of the great words, which the horn spake, and I beheld, here it is, even till the beast was slain, and his body was destroyed and given to the burning flame. And concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. What you're about to hear here is the event of the marriage supper. This is where Jesus comes near before the Father, and this is where he changes from being prince to king, from lamb to lion of the tribe of Judah. Listen. Verse 13, I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, as in Jesus, came with the clouds of heaven and came unto the Ancient of Days. So here the Ancient of Days is the Father. And they brought him near before him, and there was given him dominion. There's that word again. And it was given to him dominion and glory and a kingdom. In other words, that happens at the marriage supper of the Lamb. So this is a picture of the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, things are not always in order in prophecy, and this is not exactly in order, but this is what's happening. And all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. That is the fall of the world government. So in summary, I think that Donald Trump is the best president of my lifetime, and he may be the best president that America has ever had. I believe God has put him in that position to fulfill Jeremiah 51 verse 9, which says, We would have healed Babylon, but she would not be healed, forsake her, and let every man return into his own country. Meaning, this is America's last chance to heal. If Trump does not arrest these 100,000 people, these bad guys, and bring correction to our nation, it's over. But if he does bring it, then we may have a little bit more time. I also recommend you get my book, The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, so you can understand the book of Revelation and the prophecies therein. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. 
God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what order? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for $55. It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20. No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55. Prophecyclub.com. The easiest way to listen and watch Prophecy Club YouTube videos is to download our free app from the App Store.